Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our level one risk has expanded for WRL's weather alert day. The four hours lightning, damaging winds, heavy rain could cause issues at Dreamville and your outdoor weekend plans. Then, more than 100,000 music lovers will flood Dick's Park this weekend, and the final preparations are being made for the Dreamville Festival. What fans need to know to have a good time and stay safe. Plus, billions of dollars dedicated to water system upgrades and millions going to a new facility in Clayton. We take you to the site of the soon-to-be water facility. And we are looking live at the DBAP. Baseball is back officially in the Bull City. And uh, there's a dog running around out there. That's probably Ripken. Yep, there he Our is. Our bad dog, yes. So you can <laughs> see the fans in the stands despite a dreary night. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Deborah Morgan. And I'm Dan Haggerty. Let's take a live look as we bring the future cast over to center screen here. This is what we're watching out for, including a lot of rain, possibly some damaging winds tomorrow, too. And it's the countdown winding down right now to the Dreamville Festival. A lot of people are going to be going to that, and they have their eyes on the weather. Meteorologist Mike Mays is in the WRL Severe Weather Center tracking it all. Mike? Yeah, we're seeing the first part of the system coming through this evening. Light rain is falling. Grab some rain gear if you're going to head out for dinner this evening, especially from Raleigh northward up into southern Virginia. About a 50% chance we'll see that through the evening. Part two is the main event. It's off to the west, and boy, it's been a very rough afternoon. Reports of tornadoes touching down at least 22 reports across parts of Arkansas, Illinois, and also into Iowa. There have been some very large tornadoes on the ground in both locations, and this will continue to ongo through the evening and perhaps overnight as well. But by the time that system gets here tomorrow morning, it'll be much weaker. We're not expecting the same kind of system that they're seeing off to the west to be here tomorrow. We have a level one threat, maybe a damaging wind gust if we have a severe thunderstorm. If it's severe, it could have some hail. And if there's a tornado threat, it would be down east toward the coast. That's the way it stands right now. Check back tonight at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRL. If there are any changes, I'll let you know. The second aspect to our WRL weather alert day is the wind advisory, and this is what's going to be more substantial. Wind gusts 35 to 45 miles per hour with rain and roots perhaps loosened for the trees. Some trees could come down. There could be some power outages. Be aware of that. And out of Dreamville with those large structures, we got to be aware some of those winds could be detrimental to those. So this evening, we're seeing some light rain crews on by. We wake up in the morning to some dry weather, but on our, the horizon, we're seeing that line of showers and some storms. Future cast shows it breaking up as it moves through, which would certainly be good news and a lesser threat for any kind of severe weather, but it may come back together tomorrow afternoon down east. But again, the big issue will be the winds. Cat is live at the Deep App. She'll have more about that and what to expect for the day tomorrow coming up in less than 15 minutes. All right, Mike, thank you. And Mike, talking about some of those large structures at Dick's Park for Dreamville, you got Sky 5 over it today, taking a look at some of the uh, finishing touches. Sky 5 uh, giving us a look at everything they have to offer out there. Multiple stages, over 100,000 fans expected to pack the park this weekend despite the weather. And uh, Dick's Park is where we find WRL's Monica Casey tonight. Monica, we got the risk of severe weather moving in. What do people need to know if they're heading out there this weekend? 
Well, Dreamville is a rain or shine event, and the light rain we're getting right now is not stopping them from doing some last sound checks over there on the stage. A spokesperson says there are some factors, though, that could lead to delays tomorrow. Those include standing water, severity of winds, and lightning. The gates here open at noon right in the middle of that window of storms from 10 to 2. Wind gusts could reach 35 to 45 miles per hour. We've reached out to the city of Raleigh and Dreamville organizers for how they plan to account for the inclement weather. So far, no specifics from either. A spokesperson with Raleigh Parks will only tell us they are still reviewing the forecast. Business owners are hoping for a boost from all of the tourists in town. Economically, it's, it's empowering the locals, you know, and it's bringing, it's bringing the world to Raleigh. You know what I mean? So everybody's talking about Raleigh now, you know. And 100,000 people are expected at this event. That's 20,000 more than last year. Now, if you have tickets, you should continue to check the Dreamville website as well as social media. But music fans can also sign up for festival emergency alerts. And, of course, we will have team coverage here at the event tomorrow. It is going to be a huge weekend. Everybody, bring your rain boots, though. It's going to be muddy out there. Monica Casey, live for us in Raleigh. Thanks, Monica. Now, here's what you need to know about parking for Dreamville. The shuttle for the festival is sold out, so you should know that. Parking is on NC State's Centennial Campus. The cost will be $60 a day. I'm Brad Neeson, the WRL Live Center, continuing to follow the damage that is out of Arkansas after a massive tornado ripped through much of Little Rock and North Little Rock. This is new drone video into the newsroom showing you some of the damage to houses. Plenty of trees knocked over, covering roadways, cars flipped over as well. We do know at least one person in critical condition. The hospital there expecting 15 to 20 people uh, coming into the main trauma center and then more injuries beyond that. But we're also here from some of the witnesses that saw this tornado firsthand in one of the hardest hit shopping centers. Take a listen to this. Every single glass window blew out and people were blown back and I held on and it must have been a minute just huddled. I thought I was I thought I was a goner for sure but um, I wrote it out and the next thing I know it was just everything was trashed. And the damage not limited to just Arkansas. We heard from Mike Mazin, the WRL Severe Weather Center, saying that at least 22 reports of tornadoes. We have more damage uh, from video in Illinois at this gas station here. We do know that Iowa and several other states continue to be under tornado warnings. It's a story we're going to follow all night here in the WRL Live Center. All right, Brett, thank you. He was a public servant with the city of Durham for nearly 25 years, a father of three and an avid biker. And that is how 59-year-old John Allure was killed yesterday on his bike, riding to work in southwestern Orange County. He was struck and killed by 26-year-old Karen Maldonado. Allure was named the budget director for the city in January of 2022. He was also an author, actor, and true crime, crime podcast host. He was tenacious for years, trying to find out who murdered his sister in Canada in 1978. Tonight, a documentary in Canada was to premiere about his efforts. I was obviously just just completely stunned. I I didn't want to believe it at first. Because, um, you know, I, I felt like I I just really developed a lot of respect for him in recent months. 
Maldonado has been charged now with failing to reduce speed and misdemeanor death by motor vehicle. A Rocky Mount gang leader was sentenced to 30 years in prison for trafficking fentanyl and for COVID relief fraud. 35-year-old Tyrone Foreman was sentenced for trafficking roughly 75,000 doses of fentanyl and for collecting more than $250,000 in fake COVID benefits. Foreman pled guilty and must pay more than $222,000 in restitution. He was one of 17 people convicted as part of Operation Caught Cold. Durham police need your help to find a man accused of touching three women. Take a look at your screen here. Police say this man approached three women and inappropriately touched them, then left on a yellow bike. The incident happened in the area of Northern Durham Parkway and Prospect Parkway around 5 p.m. Wednesday. Anyone who recognizes the person is asked to call police. We'll be getting tomorrow. Increased penalties for speeders will go into effect across Fort Bragg, including the ranges and training areas. New penalties are now in place for anyone going 15 miles per hour over the speed limit. Violators could lose their driving privileges. Previously, suspensions were only issued for speeding at more than 80 miles per hour. EPA Administrator and North Carolina native Michael Regan was in Clayton, North Carolina today, meeting with other federal and local leaders at a site of a new water facility. WRL climate change reporter Liz McLaughlin has more details on today's announcement. A second stop for Michael Regan in his home state this week, taking time to tour this area, a construction project right now, but Sam's Branch Water Reclamation Facility and announcing more funding and infrastructure upgrades here in the state and across the country. At the site of a soon-to-be water facility in Clayton today, EPA Administrator Michael Regan announced new water infrastructure investment of $775 million with nearly half earmarked for underserved communities. Part of the $50 billion provided to the EPA in the bipartisan infrastructure law for water system upgrades. Is $50 billion enough? Not quite. It's a huge shot in the arm, but we have over 650 to $700 billion in water infrastructure needs. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna use these resources diligently and strategically. The announcement came after federal and local leaders, including Congressman Wiley Nickel, toured the estimated $200 million facility this morning. This, this is a big deal for North Carolina's 13th district. It's a big deal for Clayton. You know, what we're seeing are major federal investments in clean water, and that's what we're here to celebrate today. The new facility will be able to process 10 million gallons a day, more than 40 times the capacity of Clayton's current aging infrastructure, which is about 70 years old. It means a, it means a whole lot to me. Leaders met with community members, including James Wisner, a local farmer who's been an advocate for clean water since his daughter was born. She had a birth defect from her fingers up to her elbows. It was from the water. that It was in the well water at our house. Stories that EPA Administrator Michael Regan says pushed him to make clean water a priority. Construction of this facility started in January of this year and is set to be complete summer 2025. In Clayton, I'm Liz McLaughlin, WREL News. Affordable housing is hard to come by in Raleigh's high-priced building boom. Coming up, how volunteers are working with Habitat for Humanity of Wake County to make buying your dream home a reality. Plus, Fayetteville has been nominated to become an All-America City. We're a great community. We've been nominated several times, so I'm looking forward to winning this. We'll tell you what it's going to take to win. 
Fayetteville has been nominated as an All-America City again. The award is given out by the National Civil League. WRL's Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bay spoke with city leaders who are looking forward to winning the award a fourth time. Well, what an honor this is for the city of Fayetteville. Obviously, we've got a lot of experience with the All-America City program. This year, the selection committee is trying to see how the city is connecting its programs with young people. The last time Fayetteville was selected in All-America City in 2011, the win was celebrated with a concert in Festival Park. Fort Bragg makes Fayetteville a melting pot with people from all around the world. Carolyn Burke lives in New Zealand, but her son is a member of the 82nd Airborne Division. Right, that Fayetteville is one of the fastest growing cities in the United States, and so I was not aware of that because I've been here before. And then also to learn of your recent nomination, that's pretty exciting. Each year, the National Civic League honors 10 cities with the All-America City Award. This year, the organization is looking for cities that are breaking down barriers to meaningful youth participation, things that will improve quality of life for young people and all members of the community. Fable has a number of those, including the police department's PAL program. And our CERT program, the Community Emergency Response Team, out of the fire department. And then we also looked at the ACE Academy, the Aviation Career Education Summer Program at the airport. It's the nightlife, giving them a little of the small, safe environment hometown, and then have a fun nightlife environment that they can actually get out and just have something to do. Fayetteville calls itself a can-do city. Mayor Mitch Colvin is looking forward to calling it an all-America city once again. Of course, I'm biased, but uh, we're a great community. We've been nominated several times. We bring diversity, patriotism, and now we've shown our investment in our young people and our community with these new amenities. So I'm looking forward to winning this. So Fayetteville is the city of dogwoods, and hopefully we will become the city that wins the All-America Award four times. In Fayetteville, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. A 23-acre affordable homes development off Old Pole Road in southeast Raleigh is making some progress. Habitat for Humanity of Wake County plans to build 60 single-family homes and 45 townhomes on that site. The nonprofit depends heavily on volunteers, including veteran builders, students, and many others. Families qualify depending on their need, as well as working some sweat equity hours on the site. One out of every four families cannot afford housing. The city of Raleigh is growing at such a rapid pace that um, the ability to be in the city of Raleigh just feels like a privilege at this point. The future homeowners also must make a suitable down payment on their home, take some special classes, and repay their low-interest mortgage. The application process is not currently open due to a backlog of applications. Coach K is being honored with an award named after one of his biggest rivals who became one of his closest friends. The U.S. Basketball Writers Association is giving him the Dean Smith Award. The honor is given to someone who embodies the spirit and values of the late Coach Smith. The award will be presented to Mike Krzyzewski on May 6th at the Emily K. Center's annual Mother's Day Ball. I recently sat down with Coach K to discuss what he misses the most on the court and what he's been enjoying most off the court. You can see that full interview in On the Record in that section of WREL.com. UNC Wilmington officially installed a new chancellor today, Dr. Aswani Valetti is the first generation college graduate and native of India. This is video from that ceremony this morning. 
Dr. Valetti was the dean of UNCW's College of Arts and Sciences and executive director of the Center of Marine Sciences. He says he will work to champion the university's student-centered experience. So the Durham Bulls are off to a good start. They are up two to nothing at the top of the second. Good showing. A lot of people yeah, there tonight. It is. It does look good, despite the weather. Right. One of those people includes our Cat Campbell, meteorologist Cat Campbell, keeping an eye on the weather out there. So far, so good. But we're we're looking at a lot to change over the weekend, Cat. A rapid change over the weekend, but for the Durham Bulls home opener tonight, it is great. And they're doing great. As soon as the 7 o'clock newscast started, they hit a home run. So it's two zip right now with the Bulls in the lead. You can see Wooly Bull out there rallying up the crowd. If you're interested in watching the game, you can watch it live on WRAL Plus this evening. So be sure to tune in for the Durham Bulls home opener. Let's talk weather, though. I want to start taking a live look at the D-back right now. This stadium, you can see the skies are great, mostly cloudy skies. But we have a few sprinkles. It's not heavy rain. There's no thunder and lightning. It's nothing that would delay the game by any means. Just a few sprinkles out there, and those will push out as we get closer to 9, 10 o'clock this evening. A live look at the Dual Doppler 5000 radar showing some of the light rain passing through. It's a drizzle or mist. There's some people out here with a raincoat or an umbrella, but a lot of this stadium is covered, so most folks are in good shape, and some people don't even have the umbrella. It's just really not a heavy rain, very low impact out here tonight. Unfortunately, that's going to change tomorrow. The main event still well to our west. There are 2.8 million people today under a level 5 out of 5 reckless severe weather with several tornadoes already touching down. We're just on the light rain side of this system, but as this front gets closer tomorrow, we could see a round of showers and storms around the triangle. That would be from about 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., which could have an impact on Dreamville. But by the time we get to the headliners, like City Girls at 6 o'clock, it will be dry. Winds could gust 30 to 40 miles per hour. And by the big headliner, Usher, at 9.30, it's 67. Still, though, gusty winds, 25 to 30 miles per hour. And that's why we declared tomorrow a WRAL weather alert day. A concern about the winds. We could see some isolated power outages and a little rain early in the day. Sunday, though, looking great out there at Dreamville. By the time we get to 9.15, J. Cole and Drake will be playing. 55, so I would say it's jacket weather by that time. You'll want the umbrella at Dreamville early tomorrow and then the jacket on Sunday, though you won't need it all day, so just bring the extra layer. Our new run of future cast in shows some showers in our western counties at 8 o'clock. As we get toward 10 a.m., that's when we begin to see those showers pushing into the triangle. By noon, still some showers around. The Durham Bulls game tomorrow starts at 105 and actually it looks pretty good it's still going to be windy so the players are definitely going to have to battle the wind but we should begin to dry out that's some good news there and by two three o'clock we're dry in raleigh for the dreamville festival and i think by the time we get to about four or five o'clock we should be dry everywhere in our viewing area and just the winds whipping tomorrow evening our seven day forecast shows a brief dip in temperatures on sunday and then temperatures climbing back into the 70s and 80s next week even 85 by Wednesday. Tomorrow, though, is the concern, a WRAL weather alert day. Luckily, today, out here at the Durham Bulls home opener, we've got pretty good weather. Last year, when I was here, it was actually hot out here. So with the clouds, I, I have to say, I prefer the weather that we have this year for the Durham Bulls home opener. And the Bulls are still uh, doing pretty good out there. We just saw the Norfolk the Tides put some points on the board, but I'm confident that they'll take the lead in the end of this game, Deborah and Dan. Yeah, it's still early. They got time. A lot of baseball <laughs> left to be played, but at least the weather's holding up for people yeah. to enjoy. Kat, mm -hmm. thank you.
Well, she was accepted into 54 colleges. Now the 18-year-old has made a decision and is heading to the Triangle. We're going to speak to the student about where she's headed and what solidified her decision. You know, this weekend's big story might be the yeah. Dreamville Music Festival. It definitely sure. is. But here are some of the weekend's other best bets. Lots going on. Mm -hmm. Easter is a week away, right? So that means a lot of egg hunts. Aww. The town of Gardner will hold its spring egg extravaganza at Lake Benson Park tomorrow from 10 until noon. They have said this event is going to go on rain or shine. It's probably going to be more of the former around that time. However, there are multiple hunts <laughs> tomorrow that have been postponed, uh, including Wake Forest. So if you have something planned, make sure to check online for any updates tomorrow morning before you head out the door. The Tacos and Taps Festival is happening tomorrow at Carrie's Coca Booth Amphitheater. Yeah, this is an all you care to taste beer and tequila festival. There also may be some tacos. They're Definitely will be actually some Mexican food and live music, plus a hot pepper eating contest. Ooh. There you go, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Tickets range from $25 to $75. That uh, event is also rain or shine. That sounds I, like a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> so remember the 17-year-old we told you about from Atlanta who was accepted to 54 colleges and universities along with $1.3 million in combined scholarships. Well, it turns out she's made a choice, and that choice is Duke. And despite only being a high school senior, Daya Brown already has a long list of accomplishments, including class president, student journalist, and even business owner, having already started her own production company. Hoping to pursue a career in film or media, she says she'd always thought that she'd end up in New York or L.A. That's until she stepped onto Duke's campus, saying ever since then, the school has been her clear number one like home. I was welcomed by amazing students who were minority students and who were repping the D9s and was just fully, fully present in who they were. Brown says she has a full ride one year oh, to Duke and she's going to have to reapply for that every year. However, she's also a finalist for a four year full ride through the Gates Millennium Scholarship, a prestigious award reserved for outstanding minority students from low income households. She's going to find out about that in three weeks. A full scholarship yeah. to Duke. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. Our next newscast at 10 on Fox 50 and at 11 on WREL. Good night. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.